Hello and welcome back to Joygasm, where we geek out about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and with me as always is Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich. As we hop into episode 67 today, April 14th in 2018. To get the most out of Joygasm, follow us on your social media of choice and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Also, for exclusive access, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, please drop us a subscription, a thumbs up, or perhaps even a review. It helps us build that loving valuable awareness, which we always appreciate. We have quite a bit to go over. Gaming news includes Sea of Thieves DLC, Overwatch League, more games getting the Xbox One X enhancement treatment, God of War reviews, Donkey Kong Champ stripped of his title, and a way out selling over 1 million copies. Nice. Movie news includes You Were Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it was. Will Ferrell hospitalized. The Venom movie getting a composer. Avengers Infinity War pre-sale ticket numbers. TJ Miller getting in trouble again with the law. Black Panther Blu-ray release date. And the latest... Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, <laughs> should I say trailer or movie trailer? I don't know. Those two words just wasn't a one-way collision course right there. Trailer park. Tra- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Han Solo trailer park is now available to park. Wait, <laughs> <And> camp. <laughs> Our topic of the day is the Overwatch Retribution event, which we'll get to later in the show. How you doing, Steve? It's good to see you, Russ. You know, Steve, it's always a pleasure to see you. This this uh this these days have been flying by. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or because so much is going on during the day. I don't really uh understand it much myself. It, considering the fact that actually uh this past week was a bit slow for me at the the day job. Really? Yeah, we're in between projects, but um we're in that kind of pre-planning st- stage slash phase. And everybody playing solitaire. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you kind of hear that, like the kind of elevator music, that little. My solitaire game has gone off. I hit the change right now. I'm so good at solitaire. Check on anybody with solitaire. But strangely enough, I think it's just due to the fact that we are a bit slow, and we have actually kind of been enjoying it, just having some downtime. And you know, we're gonna hit the the ground running again after that. But yeah, the days have been going by faster. I do like the fact that the sun is staying out oh, longer. Yeah, for I've sure. always enjoyed that. I love how like as we get into the summertime, I don't even know what the longest day of the year is. Yeah. Is it in June? It's gotta be in June. Yeah. It's got to be in June. Uh, listening to you go to your little little anecdote there with everyone uh, doing what they what they will to pass the time. I remember my old roommate used to work at a lumber yard, mm-hmm. and sometimes these big orders would come in, and sometimes they wouldn't come in, and they would always have to be there no matter what. And so, if they're waiting on an order and there was nothing to do, like everything was done, he'd go to the foreman and be like, "Okay, look, I'm I don't want to come across like I'm not doing anything, but what do you want to do? I'm here." He goes, "Sure." Well, everything's done. I don't know, why don't you take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 
I can do that. That'd be great. But okay. He uh-huh. goes, yeah, just take a nap. We'll wake you up. And he goes, great. Taking a nap on the clock and getting paid. And he goes, I just sacked out my truck and they, and, you know, I wake up like 15, 25 minutes later and something to do and great. Man, <laughs> you know, good. That's pretty sweet. Not bad. So what's new in your world? Uh, you know, I, I'm waiting on my, my snail mail Netflix to arrive, which should be either, if it hasn't arrived today, it'll most likely arrive Monday. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be uh, The Shape of Water or The Shape of Fish. Yeah, I, for <laughs> one, am looking forward to that. I really yeah. want to be able to watch that with you and just see what all the hubbub is about. The hoopla. From other friends I've talked to who have seen it, they said it was a good film, but it's not a film that they would watch over and over and over again. Yeah. That seems like that. When you watch the preview, I don't know. It just seems really out of whack. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, I'm, I might feel like I'm a fish out of water, out of shape. There's There <laughs> seems to be a lot of water in our current oh, entertainment. Oh, speaking of which, I just want to... Take a little. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Get, get some of that high-quality H2O. It's important to stay hydrated. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, As if I have to ask. You, you know what? Oh, man. You should, yeah. You know what? You don't even have to ask because you already know what I've been playing. I do. I really do. We've been pirating along, getting booty. That's yo, not to be, not to be yo, mistaken yo, with booty because we haven't got any like booty, just booty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then you've been keeping me up at night going, oh, just, just do one more, Steve. One more. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the last time we were, we were our, our two boat mates left and it was just the two of us. And we're like, yeah, so well, uh, you know what you want to do? Yeah, let's look at the shop for a bit. And then all of a sudden we start adjusting the sails and then just put the sails down, start sailing. Like, let's just go to the storm and see what happens. Then other crewmates would join us and like, oh, let's just do another voyage. Let's just do it. Uh-huh. Pretty soon it's like two in the morning or like zombie pirates. I swear that game is so sneaky when it comes to how much time goes by. And it's a strong testament to the game in the sense that it's not like as I'm playing, I'm getting tired of playing or I feel like I've been playing for a long time. Every time I'm playing, I'm thinking, ah, I've only played for maybe a couple hours. When in fact, I've been playing for like eight hours straight. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Even during my work week, like I would get home. And especially due to the last couple of days, my, my wife and daughter went out with... Uh, grandma to to go have like a ladies outing uh, and so I got to have the, the house to myself and as a result I get home around 6.30 or so and I just plop myself down in front of the TV and I'll play straight until like 2 or 3 in the uh, morning I mean that's literally like 8 hours man this one of these last few nights I got with a crew and none of us had headsets on but that's a recipe for <laughs> yeah, disaster. No. And actually, my new thing is to drink the grog until I'm puking all over I, the I boat. noticed you, you have developed a habitual <laughs> habit on the deck. <laughs> Not a lot of people do it. And it's just something to pass the time because you have to <laughs> sail from one end of the globe to the other. And so why not just drink something and puke it up? You know, why not? This, is, so, this is what Steve's been reduced to on the high right, seas. You know, everyone's waiting around looking for something to pass the time. So I'll start playing my instrument. And of course, it's drunken <laughs> playing. You That's know, totally out of tune. Yeah, the drunken accordion. And so then everyone starts laughing and then they, we all join into it. Right. And 
pretty soon the whole crew is just drunk playing instruments, doing all this stuff, right. and everyone loses track of where we're going. And we beached the boat probably eight times. We were almost ran out of planks to repair the boat oh, with because wow. we were just sailing drunk. Uh-huh. Anyway. I've had some fun stories that I wanted to share with the listeners. Um, I think what's interesting is that you and I, you, me, me, and you, me. we've been developing our own pirate code in a sense that we kind of have this, this, this mentality of oh, when we see other ships on, on the, the sea. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. We have this whole kind of uh, ideal, I suppose you could say, where um, if you leave me alone, I leave you alone. Now, that doesn't mean it happens 100% of the time. I would say that happens 90% of the time. Right. But if you attack me, then you'll pay dearly for it. And I think it is a very memorable story to tell about <laughs> how we uh, we delivered a reckoning to pirates who um, decided to make that fatal mistake I against think, us. Didn't that happen after we, we, uh, we recorded the Patreon episode? I think it was Wednesday. I honestly don't remember. You may be right. It may yeah. be Wednesday. But what was funny was just oh, that it was Wednesday because we were doing Twitch mm-hmm. and then baby big baby moose joined up with us after we, we, we like later on we were going to quit Twitch and he joined up with that's us. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we were actually talking with big baby moose on uh on the on the voice chat because he had come in and so we were just telling him about how that day for whatever reason it was like we were we kept getting attacked and so right. we would just attack back and right. sink the other ships and as a result we didn't we didn't do a whole lot of voyages we weren't able to complete a whole lot but um, at the same time it, it was just one of those funny situations where that that's just that's just kind of what we ended up dealing with. So we're talking to him and while we're talking to him, we're already at an outpost. You're hanging out on our mm-hmm. little sloop and I'm literally in one of the, the stores looking at like the different wardrobe options. Actually, I wasn't on the sloop where I was is I had climbed up on one of the shops that had these palm trees all around it. And I just sat on the roof mm-hmm. and was just looking around at the ocean and the bay and, and uh, just taking in all the sights. And that's all I was doing. Just, I just sat there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, you were sightseeing. Yeah, you, yeah. you were just enjoying the, the, the view. Yeah. And I was in the, the, the little uh, department store <laughs> on the, on the beach and the, the pirate department store. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be selling? No, that, that does not make your butt look big. Arr. <laughs> but anyway, we were talking to Nick about just all those little things here and there. And, and uh, suddenly a galleon ship shows up and sinks our ship while it's docked. You know, and yeah. I, I, I thought you were on the ship when no. it happened, but I guess you were just watching it. Sitting on the dock of the bay, baby. So Steve was, <laughs> Steve was just chilling on the dock and uh, <laughs> you just saw the whole thing yeah. happen right before your eyes. Oh, nice. They sunk our ship. Wow. And what mean, nice people. Meanwhile, like I'm hearing this muffled like explosions and stuff. And just in my head, it's just the funniest thing to think about. Like if that were to be a movie where like you have some like, you know, mangly looking pirate that's in a department store and you're hearing these like muffled explosions outside as he's like holding up like a, a, a new like tattered shirt or something. He's like, <laughs> what the heck? You know, <laughs> and he goes out and he sees his ship got just blown to bits. So anyway, what we decided to do is <laughs> sounds I, like some out of Pixar. <laughs> it totally does. Doesn't it? Like, like if you could almost picture like a, like an incredible 
style of, of humor with that, you know, just like what? So anyway, you come back, you come running over to me and um, I'm just like, okay, let's just hunker down by one, by where the merchants are, because odds are they have stuff that they're going to, they're going to try and deliver. And sure enough, one by one, each one of these guys from the, the galleon uh, ships started to offload these treasure chests. And I remember the first one was a chest of a thousand grogs that he was trying to deliver. And boom, I mean, like, like, well, actually, he he was able to to deliver that one yeah. in, on time. But as he turned around to go back to the boat, I just totally capped him from behind and, and uh, took him out. And then there was a second guy who was coming in from the water who's carrying something. Like, boom. I, I think it was the silks or the, like the tea or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something expensive. So um, we took him out and we ended up taking stuff like, take it, take it, go, go, go deliver it in. And so... Um, went and grabbed that one. The third guy was swimming up to, to the shore. I think he he saw like his buddy get capped because he tried to like reverse course yeah. and try and go back to like where the ladder was on the dock. And, right. and, and so you sniped him, you yeah. injured him. Yeah, yeah. And then I came over with my sword and just went ah, and like took him out and then grabbed his stuff. And then there was a third item, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? no. What how it happened after that it was we we I just had a burst of adrenaline. I'm like, dude, we've just like killed half their crew or more than half their crew. That means there's nothing left. Those three out of the four people. Yeah. So I swam over to their boat and jumped in and, um, <laughs> and then the other guy was like looking around like, what's going on on the beach? What's going on on the beach? And I was like, ah, piow. <laughs> took him out. And then I thought, I'm going to look around here. There's going to be something to steal. And then I found, I think it was a captain's chest or something. And I grabbed it and I started to, I just, I knew at that point with the time that had, transpired yeah. that somebody was going to respawn on the boat. So I just, I jumped off the side into the water to try, like, you know, disguise myself yeah. around my location. And I think, uh, I don't know. I think they were on PCs because all of a sudden, like both our systems started stalling out. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And when it finally loaded enough, he was shooting me in the water uh -huh. and I was jumping, just trying to like learn what I've learned from Overwatch to be a hard target. And uh, I had this chest. <laughs> and I thought that was just hilarious. And I burst out laughing. I could That's not right. contain my laughter. And you, I, you had like, like the best mischievous laugh. Yeah. Like both uh, Nick and I were just cracking up, just, yeah. just listening to you laugh and, of course, I had gotten um, killed at that point, so I was in pirate right. purgatory, and I was like trying to spawn back in. But man, I mean, we took their precious treasure and delivered it as our own. I mean, that was a that was a very satisfying payback to the unnecessary sinking yeah. of our little sloop. So, and what was interesting too is that we ended up, I think we. They, they ended up killing both of us and then we ended up respawning at a different island. Right. And what I think ended up happening was that those guys were so butthurt by what we did, <laughs> they seeked us out. I think those are the same guys because sure enough, like we, we did the same kind of thing. We're like, I went back into the store at the second island because yeah. I still wanted to see what all, what all they had. I got interrupted during that shopping experience and then a galleon shows up there and so you and I decided, okay, we're just going to rinse and repeat like because yeah. they, they, they destroyed our ship again. Yeah. And so you come over, but this time they weren't carrying anything. They jumped onto the shore, which leads me to believe that was the same crew. Yeah. I think they were trying to find us. <laughs> and so it was really funny was that the first guy, actually the what was really ironic about it was that the first guy to hit the sand and was running around, like he wasn't carrying a chest, but he was the same first guy on the <laughs> land as the first time. And I capped him again. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It was it was just so funny just how that that whole thing played out. But one of the crew did jump out before they sank our ship. I, and I think you and I were split off at that point on, the, mm-hmm. on that island because he looked at me and he equipped his blunderbuss. And he was a little bit far distance from me. Like, it wouldn't have hurt me that much. So I equipped mine. And we both like stood there like, okay, you take the show first shot. Like, you know, we, we you know, what's going to happen here? You had that like, kind of wild west moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I, I like unequipped mine and he unequipped his. And so I took, I'd step forward and he didn't step. Uh, so I took a step back and he just went somewhere and I went somewhere. And so I went back to the sloop and he, so did he. And he, and he just, I was looking at him like, are you going to destroy the ship? I'm like, go ahead and look on the boat. I don't have anything. <laughs> and he did. He just like, he got on the boat and was like looking at me and then like looked at him in the captain's quarters, came out, looked at me. I'm like, I waved at him like, hey, I'm still here, <laughs> you know? And then he went up to the crow's nest and then down below. And then he just eventually jumped off and we played some instruments together. And then like, you know, it was like, whatever at that point, there's, there's yeah. just a, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's funny. Now, there was a second story that I do want to cover, too, and this is when I was playing with Big Baby Moose. We were collecting treasure on multiple voyages when, and this is, I got to tell you, this is brilliant. I may have told you this story already, so just bear with me because I want to tell our, our Joygasm listeners about this one, but novel idea. So both of us are on this island. We're just trying to complete a voyage, and... I remember as we were were coming, we were docking alongside this this particular island. I had taken um, a mental note of the fact that there was another sloop that was kind of in the same area. It wasn't too close, but it wasn't too far away, and I wasn't quite sure what they were doing. But I was like, okay, well, I'll just you know keep a, an eye on that. And at the time when we had gotten on this island, we had already found treasure at some of the other places. I, mean, I think we had found maybe. I don't know, a few treasure chests, a few skulls, that sort of thing. We, we had been amassing a, a certain amount of loot. And as we're running around on, on the, uh, on the Island, I begin to see like, like a sloop sail by. And so we start talking. We're like, Hey, is, is that, that that other sloop? I don't, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like, like, you know, I didn't hear them attacking our ship or anything like that. And, and so I just decided I better go check our ship. Let's just go see what's going on. And let me know. Let me know if I've told you this already, because I can't remember okay. if I have or not. <clears throat> so <laughs> I end up getting. I see I, what what appears to be our ship in the distance. So I, I run over to it and I hop on there, and I I go to like where we always keep the the treasure. And it's empty. There's no treasure there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they stole it. Yeah, I know what I know what you're gonna say. So so big baby moose ends up running back as well. And as he's running back over, I'm looking around the ship and I get this like horrible realization, this pit in my stomach, and or a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach, I should say. And I look over and I realize the lamps on the sloop are on. And every time that I play, I always turn the lamps off and I realize, oh my gosh, they swapped ships. They came up onto our sloop, just jumped onto our sloop, parked their sloop to make it look like it was still, I mean, they parked it in the same spot as where yeah. our sloop was yeah. and then just sailed away with our goods. And it was just amazing. So we both had to get on their sloop and then go, get into this like hot pursuit, trying to get claim our, our treasure and claim our own sloop back. 
And unfortunately, they had so much of a, of a head start that we just couldn't catch up. And so they were getting you. It was obvious you could tell they were making their way to like one of the outposts. And so we just decide, hey, let's just scuttle the ship. It's it's going to make the ship just drown instantaneously at that point. They're not going to be able to, to get it to the outpost. And not only that, they're going to have to be forced to respawn back onto their ship, which we were uh, um, sailing at that point in time. And so that once again, it was just like like this great situation where, yeah, we we ended up losing the treasure. Like like we scuttled the ship. It went down somewhere. We, we couldn't find out where the, the treasure was floating around. But... <laughs> several times over, like every time one of them would spawn on their ship, we would be ready there with our blunderbuss and just be like, boom, and just, just kill them. Goes and they go back to pirate purgatory. The second one like spawns. He's like, and you see, you can tell they're starting to frantically like, like jolt around. Like, and I'm like, hi, boom, take, take them out oh, again. Man. So we end up doing that. They, I think we, t- we sent each of them to pirate purgatory like five times. Like it was just like, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I remember that story. You know why? It's because you said, oh, Nick, let's join up with Steve. Oh, Steve, go ahead and leave your game, and uh, we'll join up with you. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, sounds good, guys. Uh-huh, sounds good. And then you guys, that happens, and then I'm waiting around just whistling dicks to you, waiting for you guys. And that whole thing took like 45 minutes, and I'm like, I could have done so many quests by now. I know. Yeah, I- and, then that, and then when you guys were done, you're like, well... <sighs> I'm kind of tired. I think we're just <laughs> like, great, waiting around for nothing. It's so funny, but I, I have to hand it to them. That was a novel attempt at stealing the goods and, and go away. I mean, had I been any lesser of a clever pirate, I think they would have made it all the way. But I, I mean, I've definitely put that in the back of my mind in terms of like, if, if you and I are playing or if, <laughs> oh, apparently I, I'm playing footsie with Steve underneath the table. <laughs> made me drink my water down the wrong pipe. Thanks a lot. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a great just method of, of trying to get something. Because, I mean, again, it's, you're not, I think one of the things that, that we've done typically when playing Sea of Thieves is that, you know, when you, you just start attacking a ship, it's just so loud and you just announce your presence and stuff. And so to be able to do something like that, I, I just, I think it's a, it's a nice change up. There you go. Now, another thing that I've been doing this week is I've started to watch Master and Commander again. I haven't watched it in several years, but playing Sea of Thieves may be in the mood to watch. I started watching a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean, but then I switched up and started watching Master and Commander and haven't finished it completely. I've been like watching it in like one hour segments, just mostly because I'm playing Sea of Thieves and it's so late and I'm just, I'm beyond tired. But that's what I've been up to. I remember I was flying out to see the, the, the girlfriend and I thought, well, I can't watch, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't have any movies on my phone, but I have the Kindle on my phone. Right. And I started reading the Master and Commander series. I didn't buy the book yet, but I started reading the samples that they give you. And it's, it's really quite good. I mean, the, the, it jumped like the, the, the imagery jumps off the page. Like it's so well written. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm watching the movie all over again, but with more detail. Really? Indeed. Well, let's get into some gaming news, Steve. We've got a lot to cover, which is very good. A lot of juicy little morsels it's here. about time because we didn't cover that much last episode. 
I know. To kick things off, Sea of Thieves is getting that much-needed new content. Developer Rarer detailed its post-release support for the game, revealing that additional content will come via weekly events featuring new mechanics and rewards. This will kick off in May with the release of The Hungering Deep, which will introduce a new AI threat to the world for players to go up against, which makes me about time. Very, very happy indeed, because I'm getting a little tired of fighting skeletons all the time. Nothing but. So, Rare will also be adding new mechanics to assist players and unique rewards to earn. During the summer, the new Cursed Sales event will debut, bringing with it a new ship type. And the Forsaken Shores content update will introduce a new world for players to explore. Rare also announced that pets and ship captaincy are being put on the back burner for now due to shifting priorities, but that's okay. As long as they actually get to it, that's all I care about. What do you think about those initial DLC goodness? Uh, it couldn't come any sooner. I think those are some... Again, if it's deep and if it's well thought out, I think I'm going to be happy. When I was driving home from work today, I thought it would be kind of cool if there was an island where that was haunted by some sort of pirate. You know, some pirate spirit that you had to defeat. That would be kind of cool. That would be you know? cool. Now, switching gears over to Overwatch. Overwatch League's Boston Uprising drops a player accused of sexual misconduct. Aw, snap. Hope Corrigan reports the Overwatch League team Boston Uprising has terminated the contract of player Jonathan Dream Casper Sanchez after alleged sexual misconduct. The team announced the termination on its official Twitter account after an underaged fan came forward stating the 21-year-old Sanchez had behaved inappropriately towards her. The Boston Uprising has terminated the contract with Jonathan Dream Capture Chapter uh, due to the, the Twitter that, that they actually like had a little official thing about that. The allegations include coercing an underage fan into sending nude images and uh, participating geez. in explicit FaceTime activities as well as other sexual messages. This is, I think, um, part of the ongoing issue with a, with a lot of this um, esports type of, of situation, where like you have these gamers who are not used to celebrity status, and suddenly they're thrust into the spotlight. They're getting a lot of attention as a result, and whether it's just bad sportsmanship or it's some of these other behaviors that are going on. I, for one, am glad that, that they are being very swift to have a zero-tolerance policy across all of these different types of situations. They're definitely being very professional about it. They are. Yeah. The one thing that I do think about, though, is just that this sort of thing happens all the time in other sports. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's football or right. basketball or baseball. I And while I'm no expert as to like what the repercussions are of that, we do read that from time to time, unfortunately, that there are certain players that have been engaged in certain things. And unless like they actually break a law, which of course with the underage, that, that is, <laughs> that is a problem. That's a no, no, yeah. that, that'll follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Red dead redemption portal two and more get Xbox one X enhancements. Brandon Terrell reports a handful of classic Xbox 360 games are getting the Xbox one X enhanced treatment starting today. Nuts. The six games include Darksiders, Gears of War 2, 
Portal 2, Red Dead Redemption, Sonic Generations, one that's actually uh, one of my favorites, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. All of these updates are available today and should start automatically downloading to your Xbox One X, Steve. Very sweet, Russ. This next one has actually got me very excited. Very hot and bothered. Very much so. God of War reviews make it to the highest, or excuse me, make it the highest rated PS4 exclusive of all time. Out of 10, it receives an 11. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> IGN, 10 out of 10. Polygon, 10 out of 10. Games Radar, 10 out of 10. Destructoid, 10 out of 10. Telegraph, 10 out of 10. US Gamer, 10 out of 10. Game Reactor, 10 out of 10. Easy Allies, 10 out of 10. <gasps> so far, there have been 21 perfect 100 score critic reviews. 21 tens? 21 10 <laughs> out of 10. That's just, I mean, that gets me super excited. I've been following that game ever since I saw some of the, the game demos taking place at last year's E3. And they've been they've been really good about not oversaturating the market with like, here's another game demo. Here's another right. like look at it. Here's another impression of it. I think they did like one other one that was like six months after last year's E3. And again, watching them, I was still just really impressed with, with the production values of the game. I mean, it looks like it's it's it could be a very strong contender for game of the year, not just for just all the different uh, circles within the gaming industry, but just for me personally, too. I mean, it's it looks amazing. Pretty yeah. Have you seen much of it? Yeah, I have. You have? Okay. Hey, when does that Spider-Man come out? So that is slated to come out this year, but I think it's supposed to come out like around November. Hmm. Probably just in time for Christmas. Donkey Kong Champ. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Have you ever heard of Billy Mitchell, Steve? No, I haven't. Billy Mitchell. I've heard of Billy Corgan. That's <laughs> uh, a, a that would be a different Billy. Uh, Billy Mitchell is famous for kind of the retro arcade games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Uh, he was the guy who had, was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the highest score for Donkey Kong. Oh, wait. Doesn't he have like his own little personal arcade collection? Yes. Yeah. If you recall, I don't know if you've seen him, but he has like that. He's, he looks like he's stuck in the 80s. Like he has that long 80s kind of hairdo and then he has like the beard and he always wears like American flag ties and like just, yeah, he, he has developed his own brand, his own persona for a while now, but... Anyway, uh, he has been stripped of his title. Shabana Araf reports, Guinness World Records has removed Billy Mitchell's world records, including his Donkey Kong high scores and his perfect Pac-Man run. Billy Mitchell, the former uh, King of Kong, which was actually a documentary that came out. I, I've seen that myself. It's actually a pretty fun documentary to watch. He's been dethroned after his scores were scrubbed from Twin Galaxies leaderboards in wake of a dispute revealing that the high score record holder in games like Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, and Donkey Kong Jr. used an emulator and not the original arcade cabinets, which is strictly against the rules. <laughs> Mitchell first became famous for achieving a perfect score in Pac-Man in the 80s before rising to prominence in the 2007 documentary King of Kong, which I mentioned just now. The dispute began when forum poster Jeremy... I'm going to see if I can pronounce this correctly. His avatar name is... Zelnia Young 
claimed that Mitchell had used MAME, which is Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator, and not an original arcade machine as the regulations for submitting a high score state. I'm telling you, cheaters never prosper. <laughs> Only in the, uh, the short term. There, I have a quote here. With this ruling, Twin Galaxies can no longer recognize Billy Mitchell as the first million point Donkey Kong record holder. The statement concluded, according to our findings, Steve Wiebe could be the official first million point record holder. Billy Mitchell has been banned from future submissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly did get his comeuppings, didn't he? <laughs> Although uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be hurting just because <laughs> I'm sure he has made a ton of money off of his brand and going to speak at events and sign autographs and that sort of thing. Interesting. <laughs> now, finally, in the gaming news, A Way Out, which is a game that Steve and I both enjoy quite a bit. In fact, we need to get back on that and finish it up as well, because uh, Cuphead, actually. I was thinking that tonight, mm. actually. Yeah, now that you bring that up. A Way Out passes 1 million copies sold. Hazelight Studios co op jailbreak game has indeed sold over 1 million copies. And there's a quote from Twitter. Uh, where it says, we just found out that A Way Out has sold over 1 million copies in just over two weeks. The studio wrote on Twitter, words cannot describe how much this means to us. Thank you to all of you for your support. So congrats to them. I think it's really cool. I think they deserve it, especially just considering the fact that you and I, we've put some time into it, but there's some still, I'm, I'm sure there's there's a lot more to go. And, and just from what little you and I played, I mean, I, I think they deserve it. What do you think? Yeah, no, they did a great job on the game. We were not, I wouldn't say blown blown away from it, but we were delighted of the production value that it, that it uh, displayed to us. Absolutely. Now, this is a header that I don't know if you know much about. So there's this movie, and, and again, it's, it's flying so far under the radar that I don't even know if it's already out or if it comes out later this year. I'm not exactly sure, but... The name of the movie is called You Were Never Really Here. It stars the great Joaquin Phoenix as a military vet hunting down sex traffickers. And uh, it's it's Lynn Ramsey's latest in a modern day taxi driver, if you will. Um, I want to say it it opened this month. Like I, I, I keep... I keep going back and forth. Like, is it coming out later than the summer or is it out now? But my, I want to say it's out this month, but anyway, I watched the trailer. It's, it's, it just came out April 6th, April 6th. Okay. Thank you. The trailer I watched, man, Steve, you got to see it. I mean, it's, it looks brutal. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, I, I, I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Yeah. 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 So do you want to, do you want to watch it? Do you want to go to the theater and check it out? Yeah, we probably should. I mean, I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan anyway. He hasn't I mean, been in really much for no. a while. Right, yeah. He, he tends to be pretty selective with, with which projects he attaches himself to. But, I mean, whether it's Gladiator or it's Her or... What was that other one he was in? He was in that uh, M. Night Shyamalan... Signs. Signs. That was the one I was trying to think of. Thank you very much. Indeed. Will Ferrell hospitalized following car accident. THR reports Farrell, along with the three other people who were in his car, were involved in a two-car crash last night, resulting in multiple non-life-threatening injuries. 
Farrell's car was flipped over after it was hit by another car along Interstate 5 in Orange County, California. According to TMZ, Farrell Rep informed the outlet he has since been released from the hospital and thankfully did not sustain any major injuries. Thank goodness. He's a lucky man, that one. World will be a different place without Mr. Farrell. Yeah. Will Farrell just, uh, he makes everything okay. He's an American icon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, think, I think you channel a little bit of Ron Burgundy uh, right there. <laughs> Neither alcohol nor drugs are suspected in the crash, and no citation or arrests have occurred. So that's, you know, it's good good to have the little, little side thing just in case anyone was wondering, oh, I wonder if he was intoxicated. No, 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 no. <laughs> or the cops just really liked Will Ferrell. I'm like, you know what? We'll let this one go. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Now, Black Panther composer will score Venom. Deadline reports Ludwig Goransson will compose the soundtrack for Sony's upcoming Venom solo film starring Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I like that. Both of us. I like that. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Both you and I were impressed with the Black Panther soundtrack. We had a lot of different colorful arrangements and just the, the, the yeah, there, there was a lot of, of different types of unique just me- melodies and counter melodies and that sort of thing. So I'm, I think that that could be a good match. I'm curious to see how that's going to be. Although I will say, I think Danny Elfman could make something that would be pretty sweet for Venom as well. But good. I mean, Danny Elfman's style is so recognizable. I, I don't know if he'd be a perfect choice, but I, I, I would be curious to see what he would come up with. Now, moving on to Avengers. Avengers Infinity War has already pre-sold more tickets than the last seven Marvel movies combined. <laughs> Fandango announced on Twitter the upcoming MCU ensemble film has already sold more than advanced tickets on the online ticketing service than the last seven Marvel movies combined. Those films are Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Doctor Strange, Captain America Civil War, Mm -hmm. and Ant-Man. To top it off, Infinity War has now sold more than twice as many tickets on Fandango as Black Panther two weeks before its release. That's according to Fandango managing editor Eric Davis. So the film is on pace to pre-sell more tickets than any other superhero movie in history. Are you glad I pre-purchased our ticket, Steve? <sighs> Good job, Ross. I, <laughs> I, I seriously, I, I cannot wait to see that. This year, I'm telling you, man, this year has so many good movies coming out. I was going to say, now if we can only find parking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, parking is going to be an adventure unto itself. I was just thinking about like how like both games and movies this year were we're in for a good time. <laughs> There's I'll a say. lot. Well, I don't want to digress any farther than I have already. <laughs> Deadpool star TJ Miller. I knew that was what was coming up. <laughs> Arrested for calling in a fake bomb threat. What? According to TMZ, Miller was apprehended by FBI agents on Monday at LaGuardia Airport for intentionally conveying to law enforcement false information about an explosive device on a train traveling to Connecticut. 
The comedian was coming back to the U.S. after doing some shows in Canada. From an FBI document, it was reported that Miller was intoxicated consuming two glasses of wine and two double scotch and sodas. The woman he was accusing said Miller was, quote, loud and belligerent, end quote, (laughs) and even made a comment about her hair. (laughs) Drunk, loud, belligerent? Nah, come on. (laughs) Currently, Miller has been released from jail on a $100,000 bond, but... This guy, I don't know if you remember or not, but he also got in trouble, I think it was uh, last year, actually. when Remember when he punched a taxi driver? Yeah. Or no, it was an Uber driver. Uber driver. I mean, this, 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 I think this guy has some serious impulse control problems. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's unfortunate because I think the guy is freaking hilarious. I mean, this guy, every time I see him in a film, I mean, his sense of humor is like right up my alley. I just, I see stuff like this and I'm just thinking... Come on, man. Like, don't... You gotta gotta bring it in. Bring (laughs) it in. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, uh, uh. Doing something like that is counterproductive. Disney announces digital and Blu-ray release date for Marvel's Black Panther. A recent post on the film's official Twitter account, the MCU hit will be available on digital movies anywhere and 4K UHD on May 8th and will hit Blu-ray on May 15th. I was a bit surprised by this just because it's, as far as I know, I think it may still be in theaters, which means that mm. if it goes out, like, like let's say, for instance, oh, it like it's officially gone today because it's Friday or Saturday or whatever. That would mean that you would have like basically a month before it comes out on Blu-ray and everything else. I mean, don't films usually take at least three months well, technology is getting better and better, faster and faster, Russ. Yeah, so usually three months. And even that was quick because it used to, used to be like eight months. But, um, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I remember it being like taking almost a year for yeah. those things to come out. And, and then I, they started shortening the time frame. And I, it could have been that since this movie was so hot and people were seeing it multiple times in the theater that they got pushed to a to very high priority to get it out. Mm-hmm. Strike while the iron's hot. That's very true. That is very true. Well, the final little trinket of goodness that we have here is the Solo Star Wars latest trailer. Have you watched this, Steve? I haven't, Russ. I thought you would play it on the show, and I wanted to be first to watch it with you. Well, good. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you, Steve. But you've already seen it. Uh, Yeah, I have. (laughs) Let's check it out. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together a crew. I'm a driver, and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. 
I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might wanna buckle up, baby. Some advice. We assume everyone will betray you, and you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. Since when do you know how to fly? I'm 190 years old. You look great. Push it. So what do you think? I'm conflicted, to be honest. The beginning of that trailer gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And then it starts tweaking itself to be like maybe taking itself too seriously. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that they, uh, is it Billy D. Williams? That was- Billy D. Williams was the um, the original actor of who played Lando Calrissian. Right. I hope they're gonna they're gonna get some influence from Billy D. Williams and also Harrison Ford because they know those characters. Yeah. Very very well. I I even hope that they have some sort of like cameo in the in the movie. That would be cool. I would I would probably leap out of my chair in the theater. <laughs> um, you know you know what I'm also hoping for is uh, whenever in the for in the original trilogy when you would see the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and they would punch it like you would feel it in yeah. your bones. Uh-huh. You know, I need, I, I, I'm I, telling you, I need some of that in the film. They need to crank up the bass. I need to, I, uh, I want to be blown out of my seat. I completely agree. And there are little moments of that in the trailer itself where it's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're really, I, it would be a, a mammoth mistake. Right. To not do that in a film like this, yeah, they, I think they're really going to showcase what the Millennium Falcon is is capable of. And I do hope they show more of Lando because I was missing him in this this latest trilogy that we've right. had. I mean, he's been absent. I I really want. I hope they show a lot more of him in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am looking forward to it just because Ron Howard is the director. Right. And, you know, we've already talked about that in previous episodes. I mean, the the guy is very talented at what he does. And the visual look is really cool. I mean, it it reminds me of the visual style from Rogue One, which I really liked because it was it was in between episode three and episode four. It was it was going back to that. OG look that I just, that, that's my favorite look. I just right. love how the original trilogy um, aesthetic is or was. So that is looking really promising too. Literally the only kind of like flaw in the trailer that I just cannot stand is I do not like that logo at the very end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so 10 year old kitty cartoony. Yeah. I'm like everything that you did where you were building up the tension in that trailer was lost yeah. because you see this tutti fruity like you think it's it's like some CG cartoon from from Disney and Saturday morning yeah. ABC or something yeah like like it almost looked like something like from Star Wars Clone Wars exactly. or something I'm just like no 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 this needs to have much more of a, of a mature feeling to the typography and just even the music was just like 
synthesized or something. I mean, yeah. just no, that, that needed a major facelift. Yeah. I thought it was just me who thought that. So I was going to be, I was going to be a little reserved until I heard what you had to say. Yeah. But, uh, all things considered, I am looking forward to the film. I am not going to be letting my emotions run as rampant as I did initially before the last Jedi came out. I think that due to how that film ended up being for me, it was a mixed bag, of course, but I'm going to rein in <laughs> my, uh, I, I guess, I guess the best way of saying is I will be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the best way of doing it. Yeah. It looks like the film will introduce some much needed flavor. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, uh, do you know what time it is? You didn't let me answer. <laughs> you still have time, Steve. <laughs> I got shrapnel spilling in my ears. I can't think. <laughs> what time is it, Steve? It's uh, noon. It, it, it definitely is not noon. <laughs> Even from a time perspective, it's not noon. <laughs> what time is it? It's Todd o'clock. Todd o'clock? Topic of the day, and it's the time. That That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It oh is, in fact, gosh. Topic of the Day. Golden showers raining down on top of us. It's kind of gross. All kinds of happiness abound. Tears of joy flowing from every orifice in my body. You know, I could say that I saw a unicorn during that song. Russ. And I wouldn't be lying because my daughter loves unicorns and they're strewn all over my house. Tears from every orifice of your body. When it comes to the topic of the day and especially that song, yes, Steve. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm here to be as transparent as possible. Tears. I have tear ducts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You need some salt intake after that. <laughs> Probably. All right. So our topic of the day is the Overwatch. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Steve, can you please say that correctly? Overwatch. Retribution event. And I suggest that we take a little look-see at the opening trailer for you. Let's take a little look-see. I know you and I have already played the game, but to kick things off right... Yeah. Let's watch it again. Okay. An Overwatch facility was attacked. The team needed to respond. But officially, their hands were tied. Luckily, Blackwatch plays by its own rules. We all knew who was responsible. Rumor had it he'd be well protected. Our mission was to drop in and get him out so he could face the music. At least, that's how it was supposed to go. 
Good evening, Commander Reyes. <laughs> How will this look on the news? Overwatch unlawfully abducting a respected businessman? Even if you take me now, my friends would have me released within the week. All these <laughs> theatrics have been a waste of our time. You're right. Reyes, what did you do? This was not the plan. Well, looks like we're going with plan B. Our target was dead. So, I guess he got what was coming to him. Still, it didn't seem right. But that wasn't the end of our problems. For the first time, people knew we were out there. New faces stepped up to fill the void in Talon. And I can't help but wonder if that's where it all started to go wrong. There we go. There needs to be a series, Rush. There needs to be a Netflix series. I completely and utterly Man. agree. It feels like there's so much content. Well, there's just a ton of potential canon that they can draw from, and it's it's just surprising to me that they don't have a campaign mode. You know what they they need to have? They need to have a Avengers type movie, but with all the Overwatch characters. That would be a sight to behold, I must say. And they could bring them. They could bring out all like you know independent movies, just like they did earlier with the films, right? Okay, so you know Reinhardt has his own like mega movie. Not just a five-minute short. You know what Abs I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, uh, every... Do it. We are, of course, it goes, it goes without saying, we are huge fans of Blizzard cinematics. They just... Oh, they're, they're such good... Uh, what do you call them? Spinsters of story? Yeah. I mean, it's just... Ugh. Even, like, the Doomfist one, they could, like, they could change up the style a little bit so all the, the, the Doomfist could be one complete anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would be so awesome. Yeah, I mean, just... Ugh. Just <sighs> it's, it's, it, sometimes I'm just lost for words. I just have to sigh and just look at it with heart-shaped goggles. It's just oh, it's a beautiful thing. The game itself, Retribution. Retribution. I actually really like the the, the map layout. Mm -hmm. I found the the kind of the, the pacing of it was more enjoyable than Uprising. What'd you think? I did too. It's set in Venice, Italy. But if you weren't looking around that much, you probably wouldn't be able to tell it was in Venice, Italy. That's a very astute point, Steve. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Wow, I had a thought and you <laughs> sneezed it away. That was a cough, actually. Uh, whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's set in you know nighttime, and that's kind of, that's that's cool. Um, oh, yes. Anyway, I mean, you know, you would expect you know in Italy there'd be some maybe some art, uh, more statues, perhaps like an area of the map that is very canal based. Yeah, or see some gondolas going by or uh -huh. something. You know, yeah. amidst the firefight, you know, someone's singing to somebody. I don't know. That's probably just too goofy, but that no, actually, you know what? I think that's a good point is that in every one of these maps, 
they're all empty. Yeah. If you think of every single map that they're fighting in, it's devoid of anybody living there. Yeah. And I think that 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 is a really astute observation. I would like to actually see Blizzard put in just the normal folks, the civilians who live there. <laughs> kind of peeking out the windows of what's going on out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have animations like that. Yeah, like they're, they're peeking behind the windows or the, the drapes or whatever, or, or like they're they're walking with groceries and they have to like drop their groceries and go running off or whatever. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, like like just as the, all mayhem is breaking loose, like just having something like that, I think would be or if they like- a, a rewarding, like just visual addition, I guess you'd say threw you out some sort of health pack or, you know, armor from the, with their window. Like, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah, really. Now we also took a look at the new skins and I have got to say that there are several skins that I, I'm really looking forward to getting. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get all of them this time around, but the nice thing is, is that Blizzard has now turned both the uprising event as well as retribution into what they call the archives which is cool. It's like just yet another timed event that can come around once a year and all those skins get unlocked. So if you weren't able to get all the ones you wanted from last year, you have another opportunity to obtain them again. And I think that that is definitely the right approach to take. It's just nice because to my knowledge, I don't think there are any skins where you only have one chance to get them. And then once they're gone, they're gone. I would say like probably the one exception would be like the, the nor skin that Widowmaker has. Like if you were to, to right. pre-order the game, I think that one is probably going to be running out at some point. People are just not going to have the little codes anymore. But what's nice is that uh, other than that particular skin, I think every other event is going to just get recycled and they'll just re-unlock kind of the rinse and repeat kind of deal, which is cool. I dig it. What do you think? I think that's a good idea, but I, I think at some point they're just going to have to release everything. Um, like keep it released or yeah. what? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It might not happen really soon, but eventually they're going to they're going to have to do it because I mean new systems are going to come out, people are going to get new games, they're going to want to play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Blizzard's probably going to have their own pro- new project coming out that they're going to want people to play and they're going to have to keep the hype with Overwatch if they expect it to still be a moneymaker. The brilliant thing about how they've approached it with the timed events is that it all of a sudden creates demand for certain skins that are within right. that particular event. If they just unlocked it, then I think it would lose a bit more of that purchase initiation. Right. Well, yeah, I'm not saying like right away. I'm saying at some point like down the road. Maybe like 10 years from now, something like that. <laughs> 10 years. No, I'm, I'm thinking more like 15 I'm telling you, Overwatch <laughs> games, they last a long time. Like StarCraft, for instance, like StarCraft 2 came out. I want to say it was probably around like 2008 or 2009, somewhere around there. It's still going. It's been 10 years and they are still doing esports for it. There's still just tons of people who love to play it. I mean, it's they've had DLC packs for it and whatnot. I mean, it's whether it's that or it's Diablo or Warcraft. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they really do stick with those titles for quite a while before they, they move on to the sequel. They're, they're, they're making so much money. They don't have to rush. They're just like, okay, let's uh, sit here and cut my, my Benjamins. <laughs> I'll sketch a new, new skin. They deserve every penny too, because man, everything they do is just fantastic. But the skins, um, I, I think we both really like Sombra's new skin. I like seeing kind of more of a, a youthful Sombra. We both really like the hair style and the hair color as well, as well as her outfit, really. I mean, her outfit was, I don't know, it, it was appropriate for 
her being kind of like, like that stealthy hacker type. One of the things that we forgot to look at were the, the close-ups of the weapons. This is true. We should do that. But also, and she's always kind of neon-y looking in a yeah, way. Yeah, she's more brightly colored typically. Yeah, so this was uh, this was something different and uh, and definitely needed in her skin wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, I totally want to get that skin. Hanzo. Hanzo, I'll, yeah. I'll let you tell. Let's go ahead and describe that one. Okay, so uh, he's a bit my my style, not not uh, not the bow and arrow type because I suck at that. But oh, as far don't, as uh, <laughs> don't sell yourself short. But, you had a lot of fun with the compound bow back in your teenage years. Yes, that's true. Actually, you almost, you almost shot me with it, but that will that be a story for a later day. I did. Anyhow, yes, you did. When did that? When did that happen? Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, you were. We're shooting arrows at the hay bales, and we had all like these different. Paper. Remember, we had a target. We the- had multiple targets. We, we we put paper plates up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were doing. And then you said, oh, I don't I only have six arrows. And so I stood behind the wall and I couldn't see you. I just wanted to be like protected, but I wanted to see the arrows hit the hay bale. Uh-huh. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. And then I went, okay. And I was going to walk out to take the arrows out of the hay bales to bring back. So it was my turn to shoot. And as soon as I walk out, <laughs> it, it Another arrow flies into the hay bale, and I look back at you, and your head was tossed back, laughing like, ah, you know, like a prank, got you, that sort of thing. I'm like, that could have killed me. I think I actually kind of remember that. Oh, I remember, like, it was freaking yesterday. It wasn't close to you, was it? Oh, I mean, it wasn't, like, right in front of my eyeball, but it was, like, <laughs> close enough where, I mean, like, within, like, two or three feet at the most. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. I'm terribly sorry. That was reckless of me. Didn't seem sorry at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Doesn't st- seem sorry now. I was uh, <laughs> a bit stupid back in my younger years. Uh, certain judgment calls I made probably were not the best. Right. Anyway, I, I back to Hanzo. I love you. Yeah, really. <laughs> Funny way of showing it. <laughs> Man, that doesn't even include the other times you like knocked me down the stairs. <laughs> I'll have to wait. Anyhow. Man, I love this guy. <laughs> All the way down. Anyway, Hanzo skin. Where were we? So I like, you see, I, I like this kind of dress up style. And even though it might not really suit Hanzo, I like the 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 pinstripe slacks that he's wearing and the vest, blue tie. He mm-hmm. looks sharp. And then he has, you know, some little small tasteful pieces of armor on there. Yeah. But uh, that'll be a that'll be a skin for uh, yours truly. I do believe. I don't think I don't think a lot of folks are going to like that. Maybe, but that's my style. Do you think that skin is going to cause you to actually start trying out Hanzo in more of the competitive matches or the quick plays? Maybe. But the thing is, with see, here's here's the deal. Here's the dealio. Is that you can only really appreciate the the skins if someone else has them, mm-hmm. or during like the the highlight intro. You, well, you're doing emotes. During the, well, not many people are doing emotes when they're under fire. Speaking of, by the way, there's a dude who I saw on YouTube. I can't remember his name, but he's a tracer player. Mm-hmm. Really, really good player. And he does. He does emotes while he's fighting, and he doesn't get killed. Man. It's insane. Like, he'll, like, dart around, shoot some some folks, and then, like, he'll be able to kill one of them. And then, like, he'll just take a break, and he'll just start spinning his guns and everything, and then he'll go back to it again. Like, just 
the dude has a perfect flow with that character. <laughs> anyway, did you have any other comments about Hanzo? No. Um, well, with with Lucio, Lucio at one point had uh, a similar skin where right. he had, it was like his jazz skin. Of course, that's the only skin I'll have for Lucio because all those other ones. Actually, the one that came out recently is pretty cool. It is. I mean, it's really, really nice compared to a lot of his other stuff. But I do like the jazz one because he's still, again, invest. He got his, you know, he's in a collared shirt, sleeves rolled up, got uh-huh. a tie, top hat. I like that stuff. I gotta say that the the current skin that came out for this particular event, I'm really happy with. I liked how his dreads are thicker, yeah, and, and like just even the the graphic EQ that that's right. animated on his pants, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'd like to be able to see more of those types of little like recycled animations on on characters, yeah. you know, depending on what it, what they are, of course. But I I, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I I wouldn't mind having that be kind of my go to skin for Lucio, right. Doomfist. Doomfist looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely dig the red face paint that he has on there. His gauntlet looks just... It looks different than all of his other skins. It really does. Even the legendary skin, yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, it has a great presence to it, and just just the the overall look of him just works. And he's got hair, too. He does, yeah. He has kind of more of like that sprightly, younger version of himself. He's, He's no longer bald. Yeah, he's like that. It's like that uh, college football athlete kind of haircut. Yeah, yeah. May has a cute new skin where it's a uh, a nod to her cinematic back when she was on that ice. I don't know what it was, ice laboratory or facility or whatever. Right. And so she was a little more dressed down. Her hair was down, unkempt kind of look, that kind of thing. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it, it's definitely fun, but at the same time, it's a, it's kind of an odd costume to have compared to like all her other it's, ones. Yeah. Well, well I, I'll, I'll take that back. Sorry. Jinx, jinx. I'll take that back because, you know, the Soldier 76 has his barbecue grill costume and, and then McCree has his lifeguard. So, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Retracted. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's really funny about the whole approach that overwatch has taken really is like you, you look at just how these how on earth do all these characters work in this game because if you look at them if, if another game did something like this it would just be like this huge smorgasbord of different things that are just kind of kit bashed together and I, I remember that was one of the things that I commented on when I first started playing Overwatch. I was like, man, I just don't th- these characters are like random characters yeah, all totally squished random. together into the, this one game. And but now, of course, I just like it. I just I've just accepted it, and it's just fun to be able to find some sort of outrageous costume that you want to be representing in. So, Moira. Now, Moira is a character that I'm curious about. I really haven't gotten much playtime with her. But her current skin for Retribution, I think, is really cool. I think that that's the type of skin that I've been looking for for her. Like, most of the skins that she has, I'm just not a fan of, personally. It's just a a personal choice of mine. But there is one legendary skin that I've unlocked and I have currently assigned to her. But I I definitely want to get this one as well. What do you think? This one's definitely her best. I don't don't really care for pretty much every skin she has, honestly. Um, but this one looks like she's a G.I. Joe figure. Yeah, she definitely has that harkening back to the 80s look. Got the hat and everything going on. And just the colors work better. I don't know, she's a, a darker character, so when you see a darker character with, like, 
pastels and stuff. You kind of, hmm, I don't know if that really fits. Uh-huh. You know, and then when she runs with her arms like straight behind her, oh, you know, I don't know. It just <laughs> uh, it looks incredibly random. Yeah, yeah. But you got a chance to actually play with her a bit on Retribution. Yeah. and that was In a, Retribution, I should say. That was actually, she. that, that was fun too. I, I'd do that again. Do you think that you would be willing to play as her during like a quick play match or an arcade match? Yeah, I'll try her out. It, some of the, one thing I don't really care for is a lot of the stuff that she says. Mm-hmm. She kind of has this thing where, um, same problem that Reaper has. Or if you play Reaper, uh, he's fun, but he starts to say the same things again and again. Um, the dramatic flavor starts to wane, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it it definitely does. Yeah. Uh, so even though Reaper is very fun to play, and I, you know, I, yeah, I like me some Reaper. Yeah, I, after a while, I thought, yeah, I'm kind of done with it. I just want to choose somebody else so I don't have to hear him say that exact same thing every time, which McCree says the exact same thing almost every single time. But for some reason, with McCree, when he says it, I like it. Well, when he says it, it's like it's just him saying it as opposed to someone like Moira or Reaper who they intentionally, they give her or give her, they give them more of a darker, moody, almost Tim Burton-y kind of feel. Yeah. And so like, like it's like that, that almost creepy, but yet not yeah. kind of thing. And so it's like, yeah, when, when you first come across me, you're like, whoa, who's this, man? They're, they're pretty uh, intense. And then after a while, when you're playing, like you said, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Right. Can you say something uh, a bit less uh, melodramatic? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of Reaper, though, he has a new skin. Yeah, his skin looks like a, a different version of the one that you get when uh, when you open the game, or open the game. When you get the game brand new, they, they give you one of his legendary costumes, his, his Agent Reyes costume. And so this time they put a little bit different that he has like a more of a cape, which I kind of would hope they would, they would have shown in the, um, in the little, in the short movie that they had. Mm. I kind of wish they would have shown it, but yeah, his looks okay. I'd probably pass. I like on. his pants. I like his pants. I'm like, yeah, his face looks cool too. Your face looks cool. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, it takes a lot to maintain this face. <laughs> And then Winston had a so-so costume too. I I don't know. I think when they when they cost three G's. Yeah, they they went for more mm. of the higher spectrum of the cost on this round. Yeah. What did you think of the NPCs during Retribution? Oh, we gotta talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, they were all cool. I was almost hoping that they would actually bring out a new character that looked like one of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because they you know they they had the the giant Reinhardt slash Bastion character combo, which was real, real tough. The dual Gatling guns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was a tank uh, and uh, was very, very cool. And then they had the uh, Tracer variant, which in a way, if if people listen to the uh, one of the previous episodes we had when we were, we were talking about suggestions mm-hmm. for Overwatch, I was wanting somebody that, that uh, was a melee character that had like two sort of batons. I remember that. You know? I and do remember that. Even though this character did not, they had more of like a, you know, um, kind of plasma knife in a way. Yeah. It's like those, like those kind of like gauntlet sword looking yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. But so awesome. I mean, they did a great job. He's like the evil tracer, the evil, like a uh, robot sort of tracer. Yeah. It was like a cyborg, a futuristic cyborg yeah. tracer. 
monstrosity kind of thing. Definitely. It was intense when um, you first got tackled by one of them. Oh, yeah. And just they just proceeded just to... I can't remember if they actually killed you yeah, off. Yeah, they did. They did, okay. Yeah, they just stayed on top of you and they just whittled down your health to nothing. And and that both of us actually really dig that quite a bit. I mean, it, it, that was something completely unexpected. Different for the game. Very different for the game. And I didn't... It's funny because I, I had that happen to me too later on when I was playing. And I didn't mind it. It was kind of like, man, that's for some reason it feels right. Like I don't feel cheated. I don't feel irritated right. by it. It like it's just it's just really cool. Well, actually, at some point you were talking about uh, having like a, a Halo type assassination thing that you could put in Overwatch, right? Right. Which that it brings that to the next level because in Halo, okay, you had the camera kind of panned away a little bit, yep. and you saw what happened. But this was. This was something different. I mean, you the camera totally changed and they're right in your face and that was cool. Well, and and to your point, I mean, and just imagine what it would be like if they were to give unique assassin animations to each one of the characters in Overwatch. So right. if you were able to successfully sneak up behind one of the other opposing characters, not only would you have the satisfaction of watching some sort of third person animation take place from your vantage point, but then also from the victim's vantage point you would have this like up close and personal awesome. like, oh like my goodness. situation and you just be like what is happening you know yeah. like like it would just be much more cinematic in that regard then you had the uh the widowmaker version mm -hmm. the sniper and uh, that costume looks awesome that was cool i remember you like that um I kind of like how you see that that orange laser sight right you know it makes it pretty eerie uh-huh uh let's see uh, what else? Who you else? had kind of the deranged uh, versions of like, it kind of is like a twisted version of Soldier 76. Soldier, yeah. Soldier 76? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> was your foot right oh, in my space again? footsie again. Uh. So when it comes to the drop ships, I thought that was really cool. That's a neat idea. I like how they had both the ships and the boats too. Yeah, I, I really did appreciate how they were introducing kind of more of that vehicle transportation just simply because every time you play a round or a match in Overwatch, all you really have to go off of are these two transport ships that have already landed where that you start in and then you, you know, you run down the, the, the I don't know what you call it, the plank or the, right. the launching pad or whatever. But you don't really see, I mean, like, yeah, like... I suppose like an Elios, like like you'll see like a yacht going by in, in the way distance, but not so much as it like happening right around what's going on. And again, talking about that, I would love to see more background action come into the mid ground and foreground as you're playing a match where right. you could have certain types of, of vehicles, whether they're flying overhead or they're driving by or whatever it is. And not only would they act as background action, but also too, perhaps if you were to, to set off a chain reaction of sorts where suddenly you could cause environmental catastrophes to happen and, and as a result injure like several members of the other team, that kind of approach would also add a huge depth to the, to the game itself. Right. Like where, where suddenly you're having to also strategize about, okay, where am I, what, what am I standing next to that could possibly get blown up and cause me to kick the bucket, <laughs> give up the ghost. That would be, that'd be something for sure. That'd be sweet. I also um, really thought was um, a neat touch to have them rappel down from the ceilings. Yeah. Just the, the way that they flowed down was just super smooth. It just worked. I was like, Ooh, 
Nice little verticality introduced into the, the little mini game there. Although I didn't see like once they they broke open the uh, the glass dome, they didn't leave the broken areas there. Mm. It was just basically for effect because when they swung down, if you look back up, none of the glass is broken. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's too bad. At least that. I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, I, you know, I was kind of too busy trying not to get killed. So, but what I did take a quick look up, and that's what it looked like to me. I really wish that they had some sort of huge single player, not single player, but like co-op campaign. I just, I think it would be fantastic to be able to choose from all the different characters have like, you know, whether it's four player co-op or, or if you wanted to have literally, if you, as long as you had enough players, you could have every character selected and be able to go through some sort of very well thought out, you know, 20 to 30 hour campaign of some sort, something along the lines of like what we expect from like a halo game back in the day. I just think that that people would just have a blast with something like that. And they'd play it over and over again, you know, so long as it's, it didn't feel rushed or cheap or an afterthought, you know, something like that. It just, I'm just, I'm really shocked that they, they haven't done that. you can tell they're flirting with it with the little like mini game stuff with uprising and now retribution. But yeah, that's just wishful thinking on my part. Indeed. Did you have any other comments before we wrap things up? It's funny how a lot of these promotion type uh, events, you have to choose a healer pretty much. And I think, well, thank goodness, because someone's thinking about being a healer. <laughs> they force you to it because uh, there's no little life packs anywhere in the map. Right. And I could tell you so many times on, on Uprising when you were not choosing the characters they made you choose, you were choosing whoever. And then if someone would be, uh, Genji and someone would be tracer and somebody would be Reinhardt. And then somebody would be, uh, you know, I don't know, Symmetra. And you're like, great. So our 200 hit points have to last the next hour. Uh-huh. You know, hopefully we don't take a single bullet. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds <laughs> of that working? <laughs> Not exactly. Sure. Well, I think that, completes this episode. I want to thank all of you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, show your support by checking out patreon.com slash joygasm and pledge $1 a month for an in-depth exclusive access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Last but certainly not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. And I do think it's worth noting, too, that sometimes we will sign on to Twitch on other evenings as well. It just kind of depends on what kind of mood we are in. But, I mean, Wednesday night is like the night where you can... Unless some sort of emergency comes up at the last minute, you can count on us being there for a while. <laughs> we'll see you next time.